Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Quite an amazing show, Miss Judy Francis. You've booked, once again, a stellar production. We're going to be talking to our friend Dr. Marty Becker. If you saw 2020 last week, or I guess it was two weeks ago, yeah. talking about rip-off veterinarians. Uh, upselling. Upselling. Yeah, like you do when you're That's like disgusting. a waitress. You upsell. Yeah. Well, he was on that. He was on that 2020, and he says they cut it up and made him look bad. And so he has actually what? resigned from ABC, and we'll find out wow. all the details. You know what? I hate that. How could they make him look bad? He's like the best there is. Well, we'll find out all the details in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Also, the author of 39 Ways Not to Kill Your Best Friend. (laughs) 39 ways. There's only 39 ways not to. Well, I could come up with 40. I'm sure you could. We'll find And I probably even tried one or two of them. But Uh we'll find out a little later on about them right here on Animal Radio. Also, if you're an Amtrak rider, you like uh, traveling the trains, maybe you go to work via the Amtrak train, you like to take your pets on the train, well, you know, you can't right now. No, not at all. But there's a congressman, and we're going to talk to him, Congressman Jeff Denham, and he's going to try to get pets on trains. I got. I used to work for Amtrak. I've got stories. I'm You've not got so stories. Sure I've got stories. Dog stories. I mean, this, this, well, this one train. I used to go from New York to Chicago, and the dog was going to the fancy dog show, and it was a fancy dog, and they had the dog in the little dog kennel in the baggage compartment. And guess what? One of the idiot cooks decides I'm going to be nice to the little dog, give the dog a treat, opens the door, the dog takes off. Takes oh, off. No. Okay, so you know now what do we do? So they find a stray dog. I don't. I don't remember where this dog came from, but this was like a messed up stray dog, and they stuck it in the cage. And then oh, when they get no. to New York, they give the lady this dog. Here's your dog. <laughs> she wasn't gonna <laughs> yeah. notice. Yeah, Come on. Oh, Honest wow. to God, that's a true story. Honest to God, it's just crazy what the, you know, that that train was crazy. What goes on on the on the train? Did you get fired from Amtrak? I almost did. Yeah, I almost did. How, how did you know? Yeah, that? For giving a lady the wrong dog, <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the dang cooks that. Did. I didn't uh-huh. even know this had happened until after the train got into the station. The conductor told me the story. Oh wow! Yeah, they found a stray dog and stuck him in there, and uh, you know it was all heck broke loose. <laughs> Speaking about dogs, yes. How about Brian? Brian? Brian on Family Guy. They killed him off. The dog. Oh, they killed the dog. Off? He's dead. Oh, they know. killed did off Brian. Oh, come on. How do you guys know? Wait, you guys are, are well, up I'm, on the current events here. No, I knew Brian he was... was probably the most famous television dog. Has been killed off of Family Guy. They got a new dog, Vinny. And you heard How it here second, right here on Animal Radio. <laughs> It's supposed to be a comedy show. I mean, it's a cartoon, and they, they, you know, it's bad enough when they do it in real life. I don't want drama and sensitivity on my comedy show. Speaking of drama and sensitivity, Miss Stacy Cohn. You know, I didn't even know this. Do dogs have dentures? No. In Georgia, at Georgia Regents University, they've been performing unnecessary dental implant procedures on dogs <laughs> and then euthanizing them. Oh. I'll give you all the details coming up. On Animal Radio News. Very strange. Yeah. I'm going to stick around. That's awful. That's awful. Where's the outrage here? That's awful. I'm outraged. So, Joey, what are you working on today? We're going to be talking about how to grow hair on dogs' ears um, when they can't grow it. Really? Very, very excited. Is it a tip I should be listening to? For my hair growth? If you want hair on your ears, absolutely. You know, <laughs> no problem. I already got it growing out of my ears. It'll get long enough, Hal. It'll cover your I'm going to braid it. Yeah, it's strange as we get old. The hair grows in spots that we wouldn't expect it to. I believe we have, is it uh, John on the phone? Hi, John. It is. How are you? 
Good. How are you doing? I'm great. To my right is Dr. Debbie, and I understand you need to talk to her. I do. I'll push him I aside do. here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what can Jack I do for Russell. you? Okay. I have a little Jack Russell dog named Gracie, and she uh, has a, I think I've been told it's a reverse sneeze, and, and it just happens sometimes when she's sleeping at night or, okay. or during the day. It's almost like she's hyperventilating, but someone told me that was a reverse sneeze. And I was okay. curious if that's true and what can be done about that, if anything. Okay. Is she in overall good health? Does she have any kind of current problems, any infections, respiratory problems? No, uh, she she does not that I'm aware of. We have, you know, take her to the vet for her annual and, and any time we think we have a problem. And mm-hmm. uh, she, this year, the first time, she had a reaction to her rabies shot and oh, okay. uh, su- su- surprised us. So we took her to the vet and got home and then her... I swelled almost shut, and then her lip turned inside out, and we had to get her there to get a shot real quick to counteract that. That was a, kind of a shock to us, but overall, oh, she's like she went boxing. <laughs> yes, and, yeah. uh, and 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 she she sounds like a person almost with sinus issues with drainage. Sometimes yep. she yep. can detect a little wheeze. And I mm-hmm. didn't know if there's medication that could take care of that or anything to spray down the nose or anything. Yeah. Um, good question. And reverse sneezing is very common and it's, it, it is kind of a horrible sounding thing. It kind of looks like they're going through a asthmatic attack. The interesting thing is that sometimes there's not really an apparent cause for reverse sneezing. And in other cases, we can kind of link it to things like allergies, um, nasal infections. Sometimes if a pet has a bad tooth, it'll cause, um, a, uh, a, a frequency of reverse sneezing. Uh, we could even see other things like mites in the nasal passages. So there's some really weird things. And in, in colder climates that maybe they're still having some cold weather, some dogs will have reverse sneezing when they're outside in the cold weather. So there's a lot of different triggers. And the important thing is I'd say that we want to make sure there's not anything apparent medically that can be causing that. If we've checked that out and we don't find any cause for reverse sneezing, I'm not a huge fan on medicating unless it's a real problem and it's something that's kind of affecting the quality of the pet's life. Um, now, granted, the midnight uh, reverse sneezing things could be kind of upsetting for both pet and uh, the person sleeping next to them. But um, other than being a bit disruptive and uh, it looks horrible, but it's not really a painful thing. So if we're only seeing reverse sneezing infrequently, I'm really not going to medicate. For those pets that maybe have it and we're suspicious of allergies or something else sinus-related, I will try antihistamines. Um, there's oodles of antihistamines we use for dogs, anything from Benadryl to hydroxazine uh, to even some of the human ones that might be more of a prescription grade. Um, but you want to work with your veterinarian on that and see if that's something we really need to consider or not. Um, for those pets that it's just that once in the blue moon thing, I just kind of calmly talk to them, stroke their throat, and just kind of reassure them that everything's okay. Because I think if we act freaked out, it's going to freak them out all the more. Um, and just know that it's generally not anything too serious for you. Okay, well, that's what we that's what we do is is uh, stroke the the throat and do like you say, talk to her, her and she usually calms down. But uh, anyway, the uh, uh, she does it at odd times. It's never really at night always, and it also is a uh, uh, sometimes if she's laying in your lap and she gets turned a little bit with her head pointed upward. 
It's like mm-hmm. she'll come out of there really quick, not the reverse sneezing, but sneezing. Actually, she can't stand to be much very, uh, on her back very long, and, mm-hmm. and she'll start sneezing. So that's the reason I really think there's some sinus drainage there or some kind of sure. allergy drainage. Sure, yeah. And I would definitely see about getting her to your vet and, and whether we try a course of antibiotics. And a lot of cases I'll treat for these little nice little nasal mites, which sound horrible. Um, but I'll put a pet through a treatment for that just in the case that if it helps, it helps. If it doesn't, um, then we kind of rule that off of our list. So, yeah, I, I'd, get, I'd get little Gracie taken care of and, and see if we can try a couple remedies, if that will make it less frequent. If we can't. Then um, I'm going to feel pretty pretty comfortable that she's going to be okay. Just maybe a bit sniffly and sneezy like the rest of us around here. <laughs> this is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Thank you for your call so much, John. And give Gracie a big kiss for us. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. Flex RX is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. This holiday season, remember, a Stetson man helps a stranger change a tire in the middle of a snowstorm and then scrapes the ice off the car windows just for good measure. Through blizzards, he rides horses 500 under the hood. He always seems to save the day with a steady hand and a warm smile. A Stetson man may work hard, but he never works hard at smelling good. This holiday season, live the legend. Stetson Cologne for men. Merry Christmas! For the hostess who outdoes herself every time. Thanks for coming. (gasps) Are these gourmet dipped berries for me? Thank you. For the teacher who goes the extra mile. Mrs. Lane, these are for me and my mommy. How sweet. Wow, these strawberries are huge. They look so yummy. Thank you so much. For the mail carrier who delivers rain or shine. Honey, look, one of my customers left these gourmet berries for me in their mailbox today. Isn't that something? One way to make them all smile this Christmas? Give them gourmet dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries. These giant, juicy berries are dipped in dark, white, or milk chocolatey goodness, then covered in gourmet toppings like chocolate chips and nuts. And right now they start at $19.99. Plus, get double the berries for just $10 more. But hurry, Christmas is almost here, and this incredible deal expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing offer is to visit berries.com, click on the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 8383. That's berries.com, secret code 8383. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Hi, this is John O'Hurley. You're listening to Animal Radio. And remember, most importantly, please spay or neuter. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Sweet Scoop, all-natural clumping litter. You can stop those litter box odors instantly with Sweet Scoop. It's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Learn more at their website, www.sweetscoop.com. Now, it's spelled kind of weird, S-W-H-E-A-T, because it's made out of wheat. Sweetscoop.com. Oh, and if you head on over to the Animal Radio website, hit their logo on the front, you'll get a three dollar off coupon. How Such cool a deal! Is that? We're too darn good to you here. Let's head to Carrie. Hey, Carrie, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Alan? 
I'm doing fine. So what's going on, and how can Alan help you? Well, I wanted to ask Alan about why my dog does this parallel play, which small children is when, say, the children are playing independently, but alongside other children. And my dog does that. So he will play hide-and-seek by himself. He doesn't want me to hide the ball. He wants to hide the ball under his one of his many beds. Then he wants to dig, 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 and find the ball. And then he will find the ball, and then he'll run around and find another place to hide the ball. Then he'll dig and dig and dig until he can find the ball, etc. And he'll go and do it under pillows, you know, dig a lot, and sometimes damage his beds and whatnot. And I wonder so, what caused him, why does he do that? How come he doesn't want to play with me? Why is he, he wants to do it by himself? Well... How come he doesn't, he doesn't want to play with you? Okay. Um, what are you doing? Times he likes to play fetch with me, but when he wants to do hide-and-seek, when I first started playing with him, I would hide it and he would find it. But now he wants to do everything. He wants to hide it and find it. So let me ask you a question, okay? You're sitting there. You're watching all this. If I ask you now, who's the leader and who's the follower? Who's the teacher and who is the person observing? What would you say? He, are you the leader? He's are you the leader when he when he does everything? Right, he's the leader, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's your problem. The problem is you have to be the leader. You have to be in charge of everything that gives him pleasure, and you have to also understand when you talk about parallel play and kids. The first thing to remember is that dogs are not kids. Dogs are dogs, and dogs behave like dogs. They don't behave like people. They do what dogs do. And so your dog is filled with energy and excitement. He's got a lot of energy and excitement, and he's very, very anxious because he's not being led. He's being the leader. So to be a dog leader doesn't mean you have to be mean, and it doesn't mean that you yell at your dog, and it doesn't mean that you, you get grumpy with your dog. It means that you teach your dog by getting him to focus on you, and you lead him by getting him to focus on you. So the first thing you got to do is get that energy out. It's obvious you probably are away, and he's got all this energy, so you need to really play with him and exhaust him. And to do that, you have to take control of all the toys. What you do is that ball that he takes and he's playing hide-and-seek with, you got to take him outside. Do you have a backyard? No, but I do okay. play fetch with him outside, and that's where he... I'm the leader, and he fetches. He will do that's that perfect. That's perfect. But he already so you take him to the park, and you play fetch with him, and you exhaust him. I mean, you exhaust him. You know, maybe 35, 40 minutes of playing with that ball. Every time he brings the ball back to you, say, good boy. Not a parade. Don't talk. Try not to talk a lot. Just when he brings the ball back to you, good dog. And then don't throw it right away. Make him sit there and wait. If he's jumping all around like a banana case, wait till he sits. Wait till he's calm. Then throw the ball. Go get it. And you do this for 35, 40 minutes. Play with him till he's really tired. And then put his leash on and walk him back to the house. Walk him to the park. Walk him back to the house. When you leave the house, make sure that he's calm. If he's all agitated and excited, you just stand there. Don't put the leash on him till he mellows out. What you want to teach him is to be mellow. Because a mellow dog is a happy dog. When dogs are excited and anxious, they're not really happy. They're excited and anxious. Think about you when you're excited and anxious. You're not happy. You're happy when you're mellowed out and relaxed and calm. So then when you get in the house and he starts doing that behavior, you just turn your back and walk away. Pay no attention to him at all.
So you got to teach him that he's doing something you don't like and that in order for him to get your attention, you know, he's got to do what you do like. It's kind of like a slow teaching process of you observing him and deciding what you want to give him attention for and what you're not going to give him attention for. But I don't and it mind takes... that he does this play. And I, I didn't, and I don't think that parallel play is something that dogs do. I was just using that as an example to explain the type of play that he likes to do. Well, that's what dogs do. That's the kind of play that dogs do. They may play in different ways, but this is the kind of thing that gets them really excited is to control things and be in charge and take over. And they don't want to take over, but if, if you let them, then they will. And they'll start doing destructive stuff after a while. They'll start chewing on stuff. They'll start dragging their stuff around. They'll start doing that. Well, see, you gotta, you just gotta be in charge and teach him structure and rules. Rules and structure. I'm okay with him. Where I just sew up his holes every now and then, I'm, I'm okay with it. But could it get a lot worse? Well, if you're okay with it, uh, yes, it could get worse. But if you're okay with it, that's okay. I mean, because it's your house, you know, if you're okay with it. But I would rather, my dog doesn't do that stuff. My dog is like, he knows where he's supposed to go. It's his rug. He lays there. When he lays there, I say, good boy. And he's just all mellow. And when I say, let's go outside, he gets excited. If he gets too excited, I just stand there. And I wait for him to mellow out, which takes about three minutes now because he knows he's not going out until he's mellow. Then I let him out, and then we play, and he can go out of his mind. But I don't chase him. I don't walk after him to get his toy. He has to bring it back in order for me to throw it. You know, he's he's got to understand that there is a structure to even playtime and that I'm not going to chase after him and be his little. He's always trying, but I'm going to be the leader. He's going to be the one that follows. And it takes time to teach dogs this stuff, you know, because they're like little babies in their head. They're like two-year-olds in their brain. So it's, do you think it's better overall for the dog's psyche to know that they can't really do that type of play when they're inside? Do you think it's better? I, th for I think it's. I think you can do whatever you want as long as your dog has structure, some structure. There has to be rules. Another thing that he does that he didn't used to do, he tries to mount my leg. Oh, see, now that's bad. That's a, that's a sure sign that he's in charge of you. I mean, that he's, he's dominating you. So when he does that, you poke him in the neck with your fingers and go, hey, get him right off. Okay. Give him a strong poke and walk right into him. Take the space. Okay. You let him know you're in charge. Okay. Because All right, girl. I'm just concerned when he, I guess, a dog, they enjoy being in charge because they think they're the alpha, like, the no, they don't. No, no, that's where you're wrong. They don't enjoy being in charge. Think about it. Okay. When, when you look at a pack of dogs, how many leaders are there? There's one. Mm -hmm. Very few dogs are equipped to be the alpha. They want you to lead. Most dogs want you to lead. And when so you why don't... Did, why did he start doing this then? Why is he... Because, because you're not leading. And when you don't lead a dog, then they feel the need to step in and take over. Okay. And it becomes destructive. Okay. It's like a it's like a two year old being in charge of an adult. It's the same thing. Yeah, I need to change his behavior. I better be more. I'm going to be the leader now. You go, girl. <laughs> I, you know what? I got to tell you something. When Alan first started, I used to uh, hump his leg. I yes, he did. Yes, and I enjoyed it too. <laughs> yes. But then he told me he was boss. Poked me in the neck. Told me he was boss. Okay, guys. Yes. I only want it when I tell you you can do it. <laughs> you want it now? One eight six six four zero five. Uh, okay, four oh five. Yeah, we've gone overboard. We're losing control. Yeah, we, we've we've gone over the line. You got to groom a. <laughs>
thank you, Joe. Oh, guys. Thank you, Joey. Yeah, let's cross See, that that's what happens. That's what happens when sweet little old ladies get, they get powerful, they get powerful dogs. You know, that's, that's going to happen. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? I know what you mean. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's time for your Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Halligan. It's probably something you never thought about, but there is actually eco-friendly natural cat litter. According to the ASPCA, a single domestic cat goes through as much as 280 pounds of litter a year. That's a lot of litter that has to be disposed of somewhere. So many pet parents are coping with this by choosing a natural biodegradable litter. Now, today's earth-friendly litters leave a smaller carbon paw print than the conventional brands, but they don't sacrifice deodorizing or clumping performance. For more ways to reduce your kitty litter waste, just remember the three R's. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. Reduce. Now, the simplest way to cut down on kitty litter waste is by choosing a formula that lasts longer between litter box changes. Many alternative litters last two to three times longer than the leading brands. Reuse. Look for litters made from renewable, sustainable resources such as wood or plants. And lastly, recycle. Now, unlike conventional clay litters that never decompose or dissolve away, an eco-conscious natural litter can be returned safely to the earth. After thorough scooping, you can even add it to your compost pile for use around trees, flowers, and shrubs just aboard your vegetable garden. This was a Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Halligan. Sweet Scoop clumping litter stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this test did is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, it was Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. 
This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, you know that story, the cow jumped over the moon, uh, a poem when you were a kid. Well, kind of uh, maybe came to real life, only it jumped over a house. A British artist is still in shock after cows crashed through her roof, according to the BBC. Sue Marshall was vacuuming when she heard a terrific crash, thinking a tree had fallen on her house. Sue went outside. She saw this huge hole in her roof. Inside her home was a cow that had fallen through a skylight. Well, after going inside to help the cow, another one fell through the gaping hole. Apparently, the animals had broken through a fence in a field that overlooks her home. Marshall says the fact that she wasn't injured is nothing short of miraculous. And the fact that the cows were on the roof, nothing short of miraculous as well. Animal welfare officials are accusing Georgia Regents University of performing unnecessary dental implant procedures on dogs, then euthanizing them. Humane Society of the United States spokeswoman Stephanie Twinning said that a three-month undercover investigation revealed that dogs being used to test dental implants have had teeth pulled, replaced with implants, then are euthanized. Twinning said jawbone samples were taken from the dead dogs. University Senior Vice President for Research Mark Hamrick said in a statement that researchers at the Augusta School use protocols and they're regularly reviewed by the United States Department of Agriculture and that the university adheres to local, state, and federal guidelines. Hamrick says the school doesn't frequently use dogs for research and that all research projects involving animals are reviewed by the Institutional Animal Care and Use Committee. A pet owner claiming that United Airlines nearly killed one of her beloved animals and tried to bully her into staying silent about it. This is pretty scary. You know, at the holidays, people travel with their dogs. Janet Sinclair decided to move from San Diego to Boston in July. She signed up for United Airlines Pet Safe Program, promised that personal handlers would make sure that her pets will never be exposed to temperatures greater than 85 degrees for about 45 minutes. Well, she watched them take the crate uh, with her dog in it, and uh, when she got there, she saw that the dog's crate was filled with blood, feces, urine, and her dog was in full heat stroke. All the blankets were filled with blood. She was urinating and defecating blood. She was dying literally right in front of her. Well, she talked to the airlines about it. They said, you know what? We're going to pay for all of your dog's bills. They came up to about $2,700, but you have to keep quiet. Don't tell anybody about it. Well, she decided to make her public plea. She started a Facebook campaign, and now they're not going to pay the bills at all because she spoke about it, but she said that she wants other people to be aware of uh, what can happen when they fly with their pets. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on this story. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterandSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. 
Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Stetson. This holiday season, remember, a Stetson man helps a stranger change a tire in the middle of a snowstorm and then scrapes the ice off the car windows just for good measure. Through blizzards, he rides horses 500 under the hood. He always seems to save the day with a steady hand and a warm smile. A Stetson man may work hard, but he never works hard at smelling good. This holiday season, live the legend. Stetson Cologne for men. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams, here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. Think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, St. Louis Boston Animal Radio, my friend. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. If you're brand new to Animal Radio, to my left, Doctor Debbie; to my right, Dog Trainer Alan Cable, and straight and forward, Dog Father Joey Villani to answer your questions. Once again, toll free at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Joey Turner still in the hospital. Hopefully, she'll be back with us soon. We'll have details as soon as we have those. We'll give them to you. That's the way it works around here at Animal Radio. We're big mouths over here. We will. Uh, <laughs> we know you'll know. Don't give me a secret because I'll just use the airwaves <laughs> to tell everybody. Did you know that you cannot take your pet on the train, the Amtrak train? Not at all. I, I don't know if there are special permits. If you're handicapped or, or disabled, you may be able to. I know on yeah. airlines, they're opening it up now. So on airplanes, you can take your animals and they're actually charging. They realize there's a whole new revenue stream <laughs> and they're charging, I think, South. What is it? U.S. Airways charging 75 bucks to get the animal on board wow. now to travel with you. A lot of people are doing it. It's worth it. And you want to be able to, especially if you take your animals to work with you and you take the train, you want to be able to sure. make it easier that way. So, Congressman Denham, I believe he's uh, a California congressman, one of our very own. Mm-hmm. And he's putting together legislation to change that. We welcome him to the airwaves. Congressman, how are you doing? Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Good to speak with you. Are you in Washington now or are you back in California? Where are you now? Uh, we're back in uh, in Washington, D.C. after the Thanksgiving break. Okay, getting down to work. I believe one of the things that you're proposing is to be able to allow animals, dogs or cats or any kind of animals on the trains, the Amtraks. Is that correct? Well, the, the bill is very simply, it's the Pets on Trains bill. Um, there are so many uh, animal lovers that uh, live in areas where... The train is, is their primary mode of transportation. We think they ought to be able to uh, to ride on a train with their uh, animals. Uh, and you're right. Currently, you can have a seeing-eye dog, or if you're handicapped, um, you can have a, a special permit for a pass. But 
with 50% of families across the country uh, that own at least one cat or a dog, um, this means that they've either got to travel by car or currently, like you said, they can do air travel, but they're very limited on air travel because you have a large dog, they have to go into the cargo, they can only do it certain months out of the year because of the you know, excessive heat or uh, cold temperatures, uh, and many dogs uh, you know, can't high- handle that high elevation uh, as well. So um, you would be forced to, to ride on a train if you could. And we want to make sure that uh, we're open nationwide to not only save uh, time and money for pet owners, but to actually keep pets with their uh, with their families. Okay, so what's really strange to me is that Amtrak is not seeing the revenue possibilities around this whole thing. I'm sure they could create a car for animals only, but we're going to actually create legislation that tells them that they must allow these animals on. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, when Amtrak was originally formed uh, in in the early 70s, um, they originally had pets on trains, and they decided to to cut that out. And, and we're saying at this uh, this day and age, uh, we ought to bring it back again, and it ought to be a, a revenue producer. You know, like you said, they could have their own car. Um, if you don't want to be in the quiet car, or you don't want to be in the pet's car, then then uh, go to one of the other cars. But if you are a pet owner, if you're a pet lover, then you ought to have this opportunity. Is it's it, a great revenue maker for uh, for Amtrak. Is there going to be any restriction on the size of a dog, and do they all have to be crated? Uh, no, there won't be. Uh, there will be some limitations around that, and we're certainly leaving the flexibility to uh, Amtrak to do that. Um, but. You know, large dogs would be uh, available um, because there would be that uh, that cargo area within the uh, the train itself. Uh, but if you're a lap dog, uh, you know my dog is is pretty small. Um, you know, I want to be able to travel with my dog on on uh, the Northeast Corridor or, or anywhere else that I, I go with Amtrak. Are you meeting with any uh, resistance from people? Is anybody fighting you on this? You know, initially uh, Amtrak uh, was resistant to change, but they've been very uh, open now to not only having the discussion, but I think they're starting to see the revenue uh, opportunities. And what we're asking is uh, pet lovers across the entire nation to uh, email Amtrak and and to let them know that they would, uh, you know, maybe they don't take Amtrak today, but they would start taking Amtrak as a way to uh, travel with their pets. So, I mean, this could be a real uh, big boost for Amtrak. Why, why did they stop? You know, because I used to work for Amtrak. You know, we used to keep the dogs in the baggage car. Why did they stop? Um, you know, I, I think at one point there there may have been uh, some challenges. Uh, there may have been, uh, um, you know, as there are with any type of travel. Um, but it's time to bring it back. Right. And Amtrak, I think, is well aware of that. Are they the only... Uh... The only trains, consumer trains that uh, deliver passengers. Are there other brands, other names, other other companies oh, that yeah. that do that? And well, is this and what you're doing? Is that specifically for Amtrak, or is that across the board for all trains? Passenger. Well, we'd like to see it across the board on all trains. Um, some uh, of the commuter uh, trains uh, do allow it, but it's, it's very hit and miss. Um, there is no standardization across the nation, as there is in air travel. Um, you know, there ought to be a certain set of criteria that uh, allows. Uh, pet owners the freedom of of bringing their pets on board and uh you know Amtrak being by far the largest um and the the one that is uh partially government subsidized oh. um I, you know I think yeah, that uh yeah. you know if they're going to be working with the government then the government ought to have some say so on on uh what that criteria exists. Some of the challenges, though, like you talk about Amtrak, you know, sometimes the distance between stops is a lot. They got a schedule. They don't stop at the station very long. You know, how do you take your dog out to the bathroom? What happens when he goes in the train? All this stuff. You know, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of issues. 
Yeah, there are some issues, but certainly issues that, that can be worked out. It should be far easier than air travel. I mean, I fly back and forth to uh, uh, California every week. It's a it's a five to six hour plane ride, and uh, my dog just does just fine. But certainly with larger dogs, and, and certain uh, dogs have different respiratory issues, um, may need uh, shorter commutes, and, and that's something that uh, pet owners uh, can work out through the process. So um, the larger percentage are those short, you know, one- to two-hour long trips. I mean, you can get to uh, New York to, to Washington, D.C. in two hours. So um, you can decide you want to make a stop somewhere along the way, or, you know, two hours is, is not – too long of a trip. What can we do? We want people to call up to Amtrak or send an email to, uh, to Amtrak to really show them this new ridership that they could have just by changing this policy. And right now, it's a it's a bipartisan bill. We're getting a lot of support on Capitol Hill, and Amtrak is taking notice. But I think it's time for for them to hear from their customers. Gotta love those bipartisan bills. Very good. We'll put all that information, including an address to contact Amtrak, over at the uh, AnimalRadio.com website if you're interested in what the Congressman Denham is trying to to push through. How many of uh, your fellow congressmen are all on board for this? Well, we're getting a great deal of support right now. Today, we have 27 co-authors. Uh, the, last week, uh, the Senate uh, introduced a companion bill, so it's now in, in both houses uh, and bipartisan in both houses. Uh, we're uh, going to continue to encourage members to sign up, though, and even if you don't have a pet, this is something that uh, can save taxpayer dollars, uh, can certainly uh, create greater efficiencies on Amtrak as well. Uh, so we want everybody involved. Congressman Denham, thank you so much. What about a what about a, a bill to uh, allow dog have doggy restaurants where you could you could bring your dog to dinner? I mean, I'm I'm waiting for that one. I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's in Europe, man. That's all over they the place. They got that going on in Paris. That. Yeah, you're yeah, just in the wrong country. Yeah, a few years from now, maybe that'll happen. Uh, let's uh, head back to the phones. one 405 8405 Let me know what you think about this, or if you have a question for one of our experts right now. You told me I'm in the wrong country, man. I'm proud to be an American, or at least I know I'm free. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Let's see. We have Steve on the phone for Dr. Debbie. Hi, Steve. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. What's up? Um, I have a Karen Terrier. We drive a truck. So he's truck dog. He's been great in the truck. One thing that's worrying us is he doesn't seem to want to eat. Um, and I don't know at what point I really have to worry about it because he doesn't have to sick. I mean, he, he's very, if you mouth a lot, to run and play and all that. You're cutting out, Steve. You're cutting out, but your, your Karen Terrier doesn't like to eat or is having eating problems, correct? Right. Okay, what do you think, Doc? And I didn't catch how, how old is the doggy? He's about, he's eight or nine months. Oh, okay. And is there any other kind of health problem going on along with that? There, uh, he's had a little bit of diarrhea, and he threw up once, but that was a couple of days ago. But he's, he, like, even, he did get, used to really like canned food when we gave it to him, and he would gobble that right up. And now he's not even eating that. 
Hmm. Okay. Well, I think the the first thing that I would look at, if if we're having digestive problems, uh, vomiting and diarrhea on a regular basis, that may be something we want to address. Uh, Get a stool sample to the veterinarian, check this baby for parasites. We're at an opportune age with young pups where those kind of things can cause uh, other symptoms in the body. Now, when you said a couple things kind of just jumped out and some lights went on in my head, and I don't think it was the migraine I was having, (laughs) um, (laughs) was that um, you said that he's a Karen Terrier, and he's a young guy, and he's not eating well. So right. a, couple of, a couple of those things really make me wonder about the possibility of something called a liver shunt or a hepatic shunt. Um, and actually, very commonly in small breeds, toy breeds of dogs, if we have a young dog that just doesn't eat well, isn't a hearty eater, just turns their nose up at food from time to time. And if there's not a lot of other symptoms, we really look at investigating these liver shunts. And basically what that is, it's a type of an abnormal vessel connection in the liver. And it can um, actually cause some problems where they can't detoxify their body. And some of the symptoms of that can be, you know, a little vague. Um, You know, we see a lower appetite. They can be a little depressed mentally, some diarrhea from time to time, behavior changes. Some doggies will be a little smaller stature than they normally should be. Um, So I I would say that would be something I would get your baby to the vet. I would typically get a stool sample, check for parasites, but we may need to do some specialized testing um, with some lab work to check out something like a shunt. Because believe it or not, Cairn Terriers are one of the top breeds where we can see this problem. Also see it in Maltesas and Yorkshire Terriers as a very uh, uh, highly represented um, so I think I would definitely move in that ad, uh, in that direction um, and uh, wouldn't play around with diets, switching things out, around a whole lot. I, I think we need to get this baby to the vet and get her checked, him checked out. Okay, Steve, hopefully you heard that on the radio there. Uh, get, the, get the dog to the vet, have him checked out. It looks like there may be more going on. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with our Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello! And please spay and neuter your pets. Be a responsible pet owner. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. Give it to them as a present. What a good idea. Hello, I'm David Bellamy of the Bellamy Brothers, and we're on Animal Radio. Love your animals. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Guests at a Missouri restaurant complained when one of the patrons was monkeying around. Well, mostly because he's an actual monkey. Debbie Rose of Springfield says Richard, her monkey, gives her the emotional support she needs to overcome an anxiety disorder. Without Richard, she wouldn't feel comfortable enough to go out in public, shop for groceries, or eat in a restaurant. The local health department determined that Richard wasn't a service animal because he wasn't trained to do a specific task. But a representative from the Justice Department in Washington said a case could be made for the emotional support that Richard the monkey gives his owner. Until they sort it out, sounds like Debbie and Richard may have to hit the drive-thru. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. 
Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. I believe we have Lois on the phone. Hi, Lois. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? A little disappointed because I'm unable to listen to you today. I don't have any corn. My lights are out. Your lights are out? Where are you? Corn? Yeah, uh, I don't understand. Where are you? I'm in Bermuda. Bermuda. You're listening to Animal Radio in Bermuda. And what, you you don't have any electricity today? No. Why not? uh, My lights, I'm having a problem with it. One part of my house has lights and the other part don't. I'm just waiting for electrician to come. Okay, okay. Well, but you usually listen on satellite radio, is that correct? Every week. Um, every week. Oh, God every bless day. you. God bless well, you. Excellent. Yes, we're so happy to have you. Well, what kind of pet issues are you having? Um, I have a Rockweiler. Well, I had four of them, right? And I know uh-huh. two of them, they seem to have this dry skin. Okay. And there was a, a calling on gentleman. He gave a name of a product that he used. He found very good. But I could not catch the name of it. He spelled it out and everything, and all I can get from him was C-A, and the rest of it, I could never get it. And who said that on the radio? It was a call-in. One of the gentlemen oh. must have been listening. One, one of the callers. And, yes, Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you recall? I'm not sure. You know, I don't remember what it was, but what would you use in this particular case? You're having, like, dry dry spots on your dog? Dog, okay. right. Okay. I use, and, I used to give them um, 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 cod liver oil tablets. Okay, yeah. I put that in his meal, and um, I have a shampoo that I use, but it seems okay. like just summertime it happens. Okay. Through the it's okay. Alrighty. And are your doggies, are they scratching? Do they have any yes, kind of hair falling is. out? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, the first thing I'm going to say is that, you know, before we talk about things to add into the, the diet, um, you know, you're in a very interesting climate there, so you probably have some uh, warm, humid uh, conditions, and I'd have to say things like fleas are a big concern that I'd be looking at, and I'd want to make sure we're very vigilant about flea control. Um, my recommendations and what I use here at my practice um, is I use a product called Frontline, and I use that on a monthly basis. If if we're worried about fleas. Um, so that's a big thing. And, and I don't know if you've looked for any of the evidence of fleas or their, their, uh, their remnants that you can see in their fur, but that's definitely something I'd be thinking of. Um, as far as some other things that, you know, if we're going to try some things to make maybe their skin healthier or to make their skin more lustering, I do like fatty acids. And myself, um, there's different brands I use, and, and I don't know exactly the abbreviation of what the medicine we mentioned on the air, but 
um, one called Derm Caps I do use, and that's a very nice way. Cod liver oil is just a, a general uh, one type of oil, and we know that we want to get a very special balance of fatty acids to help with the inflammation in the skin. So um, that would be my preference, maybe over some of the other kind of uh, remedies of oils. We can add corn oil or cod liver, liver oil, things like that, which may not be the best choice there. Um, and then beyond that, I don't know what kind of availability you have out there for shampoos and things, but for dry skin, if we don't know if there's another medical problem present, I like to go and keep things simple. And I like things that have a component of colloidal oatmeal. And you can get that in shampoos, you can get that in sprays, and you don't necessarily have to go to your veterinarian for that. You can find that at pet stores even, and it's a simple thing. It's kind of like when we're scratching from poison ivy and you take a nice Aveeno bath. It has that same kind of calming um, anti-itch relief. And now it's called colloidal, collo- it's not like the regular oatmeal, you can't just get it in the store. It's not that, that oatmeal, right? No, we're not going to get Quakers out. And, okay. uh, it's different than <laughs> that, that though. Yes. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a very soothing type thing. And, and there's oodles of different products out there. Um, but, yeah, it's something you can do at home that can be helpful for. Just kind of help take that itch down there. Um, so, yeah, you can, you can try some of those things. And I think that might kind of help you out there. Thank you. I do use the um, flea. I have a flea collar. And I also do use the um, front. I've used that one that Good. you okay. um, squeeze behind his neck. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, I think flea collars are a waste of money. <laughs> there's only there's only one kind of flea collar out there um, that's useful, um, and uh, I, I don't even carry it here in my office anymore, but I, I think it's really, you're treating a, such a focal area on the pet that you're not getting good distribution across the whole body, so yeah, I'd throw the flea collar in the garbage myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keep up that year-round flea control, especially where you're living there, where that weather has got to be wonderful right now so enjoy yes, very hot all right you have a great day and thank you too bye bye my pleasure bye bye one 405 next week we have boomer on the show the boomer the guy boomer who thinks he's dog. a dog yes boomer esiason oh the guy who thinks he's a dog we talked about this last week wants don't to change his name oh, okay. yeah. he wants yeah. to change his he, name no, he's trying to change his name to, to Boomer. He, to Boomer? He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't think he's a dog. He wants to be. He a wants dog, to be right? a dog. Yes. He wants to yeah. be a dog. And he's trying to yeah. change his name legally, and he's going through the court system. Mm. Well, he was he on the National Geographic special. Mm-hmm. So, Alan, do we train him? Do we train him like we would train a dog? You know what? We don't train him at all. We just let him do whatever he wants. So he can bark at me on the bed, huh? <laughs> yeah, he can. Uh, he saying. can do whatever he wants. Yeah, a shock collar would work well on him. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Holy moly! Joey Volani is going to tell us how to grow hair today, and I'm very excited about this. This is on animals, guys. Not, oh, it is? Not bald people, no. Oh. It's animals. Well, then I'm not, not as animals. excited as I was. I yeah, thought that sorry. maybe I was going to have a full head of young <laughs> hair again. But uh, that's uh, 
Apparently not going to happen. Okay. Well, stick around. If you need to grow hair on your animals, uh, Joey will tell you how to do it. Also, 39 ways not to kill your best friend. The important word is not. Not. Yes. Yeah. yeah not to kill your best friend. I'm sure they're referring to your dog or cat or somebody like that. Not best like friend, Alan. Probably, yeah. 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 Dr. Marty yeah. Becker is going to be on the show today. He's he's our veterinary correspondent, and he was on 2020 last week. Did you see this, Dr. Debbie, the 2020 thing about rip-off yeah, veterinarians? Did. Yeah, it was v- actually very disappointing as, as a veterinarian. I, I, I do not think the um, caliber of the reporting was what I would normally come to expect with 2020. Okay, so well, let me bring you up to date. Dr. Marty Becker, who's been with ABC for 17 years. Wow, that long. I decided to do that interview for 2020, and basically mm-hmm. the gist of it was what veterinarians are doing to upsell you and make unnecessary procedures a part of the docket. Mm-hmm. And uh, they made veterinarians look pretty bad in that. And, doc- mm-hmm. well, Dr. Marty Becker was in there. He didn't know how they were going to edit it together. He was very disappointed, and he has resigned from wow. ABC over this. And we'll explain that in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Stacy Cohn, working hard in the newsroom. What's going on? Well, you've heard this story about Chicken Little, where the sky's falling. Sure. Chicken Little looks up and goes, the sky's falling, the sky's falling. Yeah. And uh, well, I've got a better version of it. A cow's falling. This lady found a couple cows in her house. They fell right through the roof. I'll give you all the details. <laughs> Coming up. On Animal Radio now. How can that happen? Only I don't understand. There's raining cows? I guess UFOs. So. UFOs. I was raining kittens at the airport, Miami uh, airport, a week ago. A week was it? Two ago, yes. Yeah, so now it's raining cows. Now it's raining very cows. Good, very good uh, tea, Stacy. I'm going to yeah. stick around for that today. Usually I don't stick around, but today I will just to hear that story. Uh, yeah, usually it, he leaves. Yeah, usually I'm not. one 405 Let's hit the phones now for your calls. Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, and unfortunately, Joey Turner, still in the hospital, so she will not be communicating with your animals today. Let's go to the phones now. Hey, Jim, how are you doing? Oh, very good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, I'm in uh, um, Nevada. I'm a driver also, and I'm out in the desert, but I seem to be getting pretty good reception. Oh, good. Well, what's going on with your animals? I pulled over. Um, I want to talk to um, uh, Dr. Debbie. I have a black standard poodle, and actually at her office about six months ago, he had to have one of his toes amputated. And what I'm worried about is the toe next to it has got me worried because when I look up in the nail, it looks like it's starting to get empty, and that's kind of the way the other one started. And uh, one other thing I wanted to say, I ran into a woman who also had a black standard poodle who had had two uh, toes amputated, and she was from Canada, and she said that up there uh, standard poodles are a lot more popular, and that she was told that only black standards, not white ones, not toys or miniature poodles, get this, but it is somewhat common in black standard poodles. And I wanted to ask the doctor if she thinks she's ever heard that. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And the the specific cancer that we're talking about is uh, squamous cell carcinoma. And it's a destructive tumor that um, can happen a lot of places. But in the standard poodles, um, it very commonly happens in toes, in multiple toes. So, yes, we can find that, you know, even if we successfully amputate one toe, um, they can go on in months or years later to develop another one. And it isn't always necessarily, um, say, a spread of the 
the original tumor. It's actually just a spontaneous growth of another tumor. So generally, um, you know, we will look at uh, potentially amputating multiple toes if it has to be done. And the, and the important thing is to get into surgery to do it um, as soon as we can in order to kind of stop the spread up the toe and up into the lymph node area. And there definitely can be metastasis and spread with squamous cell carcinoma. Um, and it can go to the lungs. It can go to, you know, other areas of the body. So um, it is definitely something we, we need to move on and, uh, you know, take care of. And uh, there may be some other therapies that can help. But, you know, this is definitely one of those diseases, especially in the standards, that there's not beyond surgery there's not always a lot that we can do so we need to make sure that we do our best effort on surgery to get in there when we can um, there's some drugs you know we can talk a little bit more about about things like paroxicam which is an anti-inflammatory that um, there's some people looking at that now and if that can help um, kind of prevent the development of other sites and treat that and other things like chemotherapy for this particular type of tumor just you know it can be tried but it's just not really always proven to be very um helpful for these guys um so we'll have to look and see you know it'd be something something to to check um areas we'll often look at the lymph nodes make sure it's not spread to those areas before we you know pursue something like a surgery um but that would be an important thing and you know it is interesting we do see there's something about some of these just black coated dogs and in the other breed that we see this in is um uh, uh, giant schnauzers, the black giant schnauzers. Uh, they mm-hmm. tend to have a propensity for some of these cancers in the toe, particularly. Um, so every, every every breed has something. So um, this this is kind of the burden that the standard poodle has to carry and uh, to really be oh, vigilant. So well, I, I do have an appointment with you on the thirty first. Oh, fabulous! Okay, well, look forward yeah, to seeing yeah, you. I was wondering, do you offer like a uh, have one toe amputated, get the second one done free, uh, <laughs> oh. coupon or anything? If it were only that easy. And you said this is on the same uh, foot, no. right? <laughs> okay. That can that can definitely be more problematic when we have multiple ones on the same foot. That's I, I would much rather hear you say that it was on an opposite foot because um, we have a lot better um, options and response with that. So well, we'll take a look. Yep, we'll, we'll, it we'll, uh, looks uh, like the toe right next to it. So... All right, well, thank you, and I'll see you on the 31st, okay? Okay. All right, thank you so much, Vinny, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for your call, Jim. one 405 Yeah, not a lot of people know that not only do you practice, uh, but you, uh, you're you beyond practice, really. You're a pro. You're, you're pretty good now. Professional yeah. now in Las Vegas. <laughs> We're always practicing. You never finish practice. <laughs> Uh, so if you're looking for a good vet driving through Vegas, of course, check out our very own Dr. Debbie. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's, natural goodness for dogs made with raw USDA-inspected meat. It's raised naturally. There's no added hormones, no antibiotics. It's the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, and she looks so good because of it. StellaandChewy's.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com.
We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. Merry Christmas for the hostess who outdoes herself every time. Thanks for coming. Are these gourmet dipped berries for me? Thank you. For the teacher who goes the extra mile. Mrs. Lane, these are for me and my mommy. How sweet. Wow, these strawberries are huge. They look so yummy. Thank you so much. For the mail carrier who delivers rain or shine. Honey, look, one of my customers left these gourmet berries for me in their mailbox today. Isn't that something? One way to make them all smile this Christmas? Give them gourmet-dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries. These giant, juicy berries are dipped in dark, white, or milk chocolatey goodness, then covered in gourmet toppings like chocolate chips and nuts. And right now, they start at $19.99. Plus, get double the berries for just $10 more. But hurry, Christmas is almost here, and this incredible deal expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing offer is to visit berries.com. Click on the microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 8383. That's berries.com, secret code 8383. Animal Radio toll-free at 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of our dream team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable and dog father Joey Villani all here. Uh, a couple of weeks back, watching 2020, not a program I usually watch, but I wanted to see it because they're talking about rip-off veterinarians. It was a, a little expose on a whole show which was talking about rip-offs, rip-offs at bars, how bartenders rip you off, how you're just pretty much getting ripped off. <laughs> Look down at your radio, you're getting ripped off. I know. I was surprised to see my good friend Dr. Marty Becker in the little piece on 2020, but I figured, you know, he works for ABC, has for 17 years now. They also had a, a Canadian uh, veterinarian on there who just pretty much ripped apart the veterinary industry, saying that really everybody's a crook, and he w- he wanted to get out of it. I believe he even wrote a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to get Dr. Marty Becker on because he is our bud and find out what the whole thing was about. I understand, Doc, you have resigned from ABC. Is that correct? I have. But, you know, before we talk turkey, yes, I got no, no pun intended here. <laughs> I have to say my thing. I can only say this time of year, and that's happy holidays from Idaho. Ho, ho, ho. Uh-huh. <laughs> because you live in Idaho. Uh, yeah, I got to live in Idaho to be able to say that. I only get to say it about three or four weeks out of the year. So, oh, I well, love you know, it. You know what's uh, what's incredible? Uh, you know, I'm sitting up here in our North Idaho home, and and it's blizzard today. It's going to be minus two tomorrow, so I'm sure it's oh. not that way where you're at. Nope. Beauty. It's funny how things can change uh, can change in a hurry. I actually thought the Good Morning uh, the 2020 piece was going to be a positive piece on veterinary medicine. In fact, I posted something on Facebook uh, proudly about it. I thought it was talking about secrets. You know, it was about things that, uh, you know, new changes in 
in uh, vaccine protocols and how we have new tests out now that allow you to test for periodontal disease that's starting at three to four months of age and different things like that. And, and uh, imagine my shock when I watch the show and I see that it was a gotcha kind of piece. Well, now, wait, you, you recorded it. Wouldn't you know what the piece was going to be about? Or did no, they do the, no, what did they do? What, what I knew part of it was going to be about. I knew that they had done, I went out there to do it talking about saving money on veterinary care without shortchanging your pets, which is a subject we've talked about on this show and talking about how to choose a veterinarian, you know, another great subject. And then when I went out there, they would, uh, the, the tone of the thing kind of changed. I, I knew they were going to do an undercover piece where they were going to have a pet taken to veterinarians to see what they thought was wrong with this pet, if anything. Uh-huh. But I had recommended that they use somebody from the Animal Medical Center, which is you know, arguably the world's top veterinary facility. It's in New York City. So uh, you know, after that, I didn't know who they used for an expert. I didn't know the dog that they used. Uh, I didn't know the veterinarians that they took this to, and I certainly didn't know that the Canadian veterinarian was going to be part of the show, nor did I know that it was, uh, you know, the actual name of the show that they came up with or it was going to be paired with bartenders. I didn't know any of that. So when I did the interview, I was asked questions that I, you know, I could answer right now about uh, vaccine uh, recommendations now, how that's changed, about what we recommend for uh, dental care. But I was asked a very specific question about a hypothetical young dog that had been seen by a veterinarian and found to be healthy, and would a healthy young dog need to have its teeth cleaned under anesthesia, to which I said, only if it's necessary. Uh, it, it, the thing's taken out of context. I, you know, when you look at a show like that, you, you realize that producers have, it's like paint by the numbers. They know that they're going to use this Canadian veterinarian here that says veterinarians are ripping people off, and then they're going to have... This pet taken, and one you know, three vets recommend one thing, and one vet recommends not something else, and and which they portray as not being right, and then they plug plug this piece in here where you seem to back up the the allegation that the te- the dog really didn't need uh, dental care. No, so I, I see the you know when I'm thinking a young dog, I'm thinking you know somewhere one to two, certainly not a four year old dog. And since 80% of pets by the age of three have periodontal disease, I don't know what the percentage would be at age four, but you can imagine if, uh, if I'd have known the age of the dog or seen the dog or seen the B-roll, when the, when the lips flipped up, you can see the dog has tartar on his teeth, and you can see it has a, an oral growth. It has a mass in its mouth. Absolutely. I was freaking out. I'm like, what? nobody said anything about the gingival growth that dog has. Uh, For goodness sakes, it warrants a dental procedure. There was, uh, I mean, I was, I went from thinking it was going to be a great piece to talk about the things about veterinary medicine to, you know, to my horror uh, of seeing how veterinarians were portrayed. And, and you know what? It was crazy. On the human side, we, we celebrate preventive care. You know, we love it when you get your teeth clean and you floss your teeth and you brush your teeth. And here it makes it seem that there's something wrong with preventive care in in veterinary mm-hmm. medicine when that's mm-hmm. what you have to do. You, you have hey, Dr. Marty, Dr. Debbie, can I just tell you something? The, the deck is stacked against you all along because the producer, before he did the story, knew which angle, which direction he was going and used whatever it is you said to make it happen. So you really got to be careful when you talk to the media. You have to know what their intent is before you even open your mouth. Well, you know what? You're talking to a 17-year veteran veterinarian of the media, and uh, I got misled. Yeah, and not to mention, you were misled by somebody that you've worked with for 17 years. Well, this is yeah, this is like family. I mean, you you don't get expect to be 
And you know what? Knowing knowing that it could or would damage your reputation when you get see this Canadian veterinarian. Why? Why? Why did they use somebody that has lost their license for guy's sakes and is, and has a product to sell that benefits by people that not thinking that you would trust your veterinarian when uh, you know the only good to come out of this is uh, you know after my initial shock uh, and horror and anger and sickness that I felt was was thinking that it's heightened up the discussion of preventive care and I've told the same story for 24 books and 15 years in a syndicated column and all, all over these years with your show. We've talked about dental care so much, you know, about uh, prevention sure. and treatment, you know, every which way but Sunday. And it just, I did an NPR today. It's given me a chance to talk about things in my words, not edited words, Good. but a story. And, and I'll tell you what, if you were here at Almost Heaven Ranch, my wife is, uh, we've talked about her before. Teresa brushes our pet's teeth every day. She uh, puts a dental sealant on once a week. For God's sake, she even flosses their teeth three or four times a year, which is not something they like. Um, <laughs> she gives them an edible toothbrush every day. And I'm practicing as a veterinarian tomorrow. I'm going to use Strip to detect periodontal disease. I'm going to talk to people about the importance of daily oral care. Most likely, we're going to schedule pets for professional cleaning. That's what it takes is to anesthetize them do dental radiographs, probe the teeth, uh, the pockets and stuff under anesthesia. And and I always want listeners out there to know, you know, their veterinarian looks at their pet's best interest in mind. We use our experience, our training, and, you know, we can be accused of missing a diagnosis or being late for an appointment or even charging too much, but we're not going to be accused of not looking after the pet's best interest. Absolutely. And, and you know what? I, you know, they should have done a story on like comparing costs. I mean, if you want to compare costs, that's a good thing to do because different procedures, different vets charge different amounts of money for different things, and maybe you can save some dough, but that doesn't mean that they're out to get you. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that. Part of what the, inter- the pre-interview and the interview we were talking about, they thought some of these costs were too high. In New York, and I said, it's all relative to where you live. You know, out here in northern Idaho, I, I don't own a practice. I work as an associate veterinarian, but those people are making, uh, say, between 10 and $12 an hour, most of them. That's what the prevailing wage is out here. In New York City, those people aren't making 10 or $12 an hour, and the real estate is, is very expensive. Plus, you can't, there's not apples and apples. Some, some veterinarians, if they do a surgery, will do pain medication before, during, and after the surgery. They have a nurse, nurse anesthetist. They're using the latest generation of gas anesthesia, and some veterinarians don't. So when you call up and just get a quote for a dental or for a spay-neuter, it doesn't mean you're getting, you're probably not getting exactly the same thing. What, uh, what so, happened when you uh, told ABC uh, that you were upset? Well, they didn't understand why. They thought that they'd <laughs> done a fair, fair job, and I talked about, about the fact that it... Uh, you know, I wasn't as worried about myself. I mean, I, I've taken a pretty good drumming on this, and I can understand why people, if you didn't know what happened, read read the explanation I put up on on DVM 360 or knew the background to it or doesn't know how the media can work, why you'd be upset. But what I was really worried about is the number of pets that aren't going to get uh, adequate care because people might question it. And I think there's going to be, uh, you know, a lasting effect of that. that that's my biggest regret that, that um, I told them how that I you know why did they use this Canadian veterinarian and they they felt comfortable in their choice of this veterinarian that I didn't even know this veterinarian before I saw the show with everybody else never even heard of him uh, and you know I've never been a paid employee I've never made a penny I don't make a penny when I work with Dr. Oz they pay travel costs 
and it's a you know a very prestigious broad platform to talk about things you care about. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I didn't take that decision lightly. When I looked at that over two or three days and thought, you know what, I just can't work with with when that's happened to me and that happened to the profession, and this might uh, you know have this impact on pets. As a matter of fact, it might. It will have a negative impact that I have to quit. Sure. I understand that. I love your integrity. That's why I hang with you. Doctor, I am so behind you. I think you took the high road. I love it. And I'm so proud to have you on our team. Well, I've always loved working with you guys. And thank you for the opportunity. And again, you know, when you talk about dental care, nobody's going to brush their pet's teeth and floss them and does stuff like my wife. I'm not <laughs> saying you're going to do it. But at the very least, do some kind of daily oral care. And uh -huh. your pet's going to live 15% longer, which is an average of two. I'm going to go brush my cat's teeth right now. Good luck. 1-866-405-8405. It is toll-free to the Dream Team. Stacy, working hard in the newsroom. What do you got going on, girlfriend? Well, there's some news about a killer dog disease that's uh, spreading and creating confusion and panic among dog owners. But I've got some info that may ease your mind just a little bit. Coming up on Animal Radio News. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. And forever, you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. 1-855-645-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-645-MY-TV. 1-855-645-MY-TV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterAndSmith.com. 
I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Obamacare has been a big mess, as we all know. But you know what? One dog was able to get covered under Obamacare. Millions are having trouble signing up. A dog was able to get processed under Colorado's health care exchange. It was a mistake, of course. The insurance account was supposed to be open for Fort Collins resident Shane Smith, not his 14-year-old Yorkie named Baxter. Smith's insurance plan was canceled due to Obamacare, so he called Connect for Health Colorado to get signed up for a new plan. Well, when the letter confirming his account came in the mail... It was addressed to his dog instead of him. Not clear what caused the mix-up, but Smith thinks it's because of a series of security questions that they asked him on the phone. He's since been able to call and get the mistake fixed. At least, he thinks so. News about a new kind of killer dog disease spreading is creating confusion and panic among dog owners as more scientific studies and verifiable data are coming to light. It's becoming clear that the disease is indeed real and potentially dangerous, but that panicking is really not necessary. Scientifically, it's a canine circovirus. The disease was initially reported to appear in dogs late last June. Circoviruses in general were first known to affect birds and pigs. While the disease was discovered more than three decades ago, scientists and vets are still not sure about some of its characteristics. Apart from having been identified as highly similar to porcine circovirus, the canine variety is more mysterious. It's detected through routine serological testing made by the American Vet Medical Association. Canine circovirus indeed could contribute to possible illness or worse, death by an infected dog. The good news, though, is the circovirus has been identified to not necessarily lead to illness all the time. The same study found that even healthy dogs can have the virus without any signs of illness. So what you should look for, a loss of appetite, become lethargic, they have neurological issues like bloody diarrhea. The best way to combat the disease is to have preventative care. Apart from having routine shots, also your pet's nutrition can play a big part. Not every day that hundreds of penguins gather on the streets of London, but according to Orange News, that's just what happened. 325 people donned penguin suits and got together at Canary Wharf. They reportedly set the world record for the largest collection of people dressed as penguins in one place. To achieve the feat, everybody had to have a penguin costume that consisted of a beak, a black and white bodysuit, and webbed feet. But that event wasn't just about giving people a chance to break out the seldom-worn fashion items. It also raised thousands of dollars for a local children's hospice. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. 
So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Dogs should come with a manual. Everything comes with a manual. You know, you buy a VCR, a Blu-ray player, you get a manual. Dogs should have a manual. Alan, typical men, they wouldn't read the manual. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. Debbie is a saint. I I don't have the luxury of losing my patience because it doesn't help. It really doesn't. And, you know, we're talking about some of the crazy things that happen in unintended accidents. I have a whole family of dogs that suffered from a rat uh, poisoning ingestion. Oh, wow. What what happened? Well, unfortunately, one dog died over the weekend, and um, the other other two are in my hospital, and we're treating them. Um, But it was just one of those things. People didn't realize that when you put rat poison out in the garage, your dog is going to be attracted to it because it has flavoring enhancers in there, and uh, they're going to eat it, too, and suffer the same consequences. So I think it's just a matter of being aware, especially with cold weather. Well, you got the antifreeze, too, this year, this time of the year. People putting antifreeze in their car, and it dripping on the... On the pavement, sweet. Uh, Absolutely, and it's definitely it's it's so common. It's out there, and we don't always think about it. And unless you know somebody who's been through one of these horrible traumas, so uh, let's uh, head back to the phones. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hey, Larry, where are you calling from? Yeah, how you doing today? I'm calling from Fontana, California. Fontana, the beautiful Los Angeles area. What's going on? Ah, beautiful San Bernardino. Ah, even better. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> What's happening with your animal? Uh, really nothing. I just was concerned about uh, dog food, uh, dry dog food in general. Okay. Okay, uh, go ahead. The uh, blue dog food is out right now. I need uh, a little bit of information on that versus the regular dog food like uh, pedigree. You know, there's a difference between pedigree brand and blue. So you're asking the doctor if there's a difference between those two foods? Well, uh, I know there is. I'm just uh, concerned about which would be a lot better for the dog, the, the blue or uh, pedigree. Okay, so this is, Larry, you're giving me a loaded question here because the the answer is that I can never truly say one food is a better food over another because we have individuals. So just like people have to have individual diets, so do dogs. And I know dogs that have been on pedigree and that they thrive, they have a great hair coat, they have regular bowel movements, and they're in good health. So I can't say that that's necessarily a bad food. Um, blue certainly, the company has is a marketing machine. Every 
everyone is talking about this food. So they're definitely doing something right, getting the word out on it. Um, and I think it's certainly fine for some dogs, um, but I'm not going to say that one is going to be the better choice for you. Um, but I, I would encourage you to look at those things for your dogs as far as how well they're hair coat looks, how their stool quality is. If, it, if it's some dogs, if they're on a lower quality food, they'll be defecating large amounts and lots of it. Whereas if you get a little bit higher quality food, the ingredient density is better. So you're not going to have as much stool. There's not as much fillers. Um, so all of that plays a role. Um, blue certainly seems to be attractive for a lot of folks because of getting away from the grains and some of the dietary issues that dogs can have, whether they be skin and food allergies or or if they're having digestive problems. So I do have some clients that really love the food, um, but I also have some dogs that cannot take blue because it's just a little too rich for them. Um, so... Do you have to make sure it says on the on the bag uh, balanced? This doesn't have to say on the bag that it's balanced or something to that effect. Well, there's the AAFCO um, guidelines, so they have to meet the nutritional standards, and they also what's very wise is to make sure that it also says that it's gone through a feeding trial. So it's one thing to have all the ingredients analyzed and say this is how much we're going to guarantee is in there of this nutrient, but it's another thing to say we fed this to a group of dogs and they're okay, nothing bad happened. And so for me, that's a really big thing as well, is to make sure it says that they've gone through a feeding trial. Um, and, and, you know, if you are thinking of switching into a new food, it is something to really do slowly, gradually, and not to do. One of the biggest problems I see people do is they'll start introducing, like, other treats at the same time. So it makes it really hard to know if you're doing a food change, if they're go- it's going to agree with them, if you're giving them all sorts of jerky treats and edible bones and human foods and all that. So you really want to stay true to a diet transition if you're going to go that direction. And if you're using a formulated commercial dog food that meets those basic requirements, then they're going to be balanced. They're going to be nutritionally balanced. But when we look at the quality of ingredients, sometimes this is where folks, um, the dollar sign kind of dictates what we choose for our dog's uh, food. So not saying that spending more money is going to get you a better product, but in most cases it does. So there's a big difference between a lower quality uh, meat source and a high quality quality one. So if it's a human grade ingredient, that's going to be a better quality protein. So if we've got more uh, dense uh, uh, meat meals, even uh, whether it's uh, genuine meat or if it's a meat meal, sometimes we get more protein density and more nutrition when we have some of those other sources of protein. So um, this is a very long answer to this question. <laughs> I probably can't go through all of it in this time frame. But uh, I, I think you're great, Larry, for being concerned about your dog's nutrition and uh, you know looking out to see what's out there. Okay, well, uh, you kind of answered my question. It seems like it just depends what uh, the individual wants for their dog. I figure everything natural, what the dog needs. Do you understand what I'm saying about yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of folks that would say, you know, what's a dog really eat? And if you look at animals in the wild, they eat, you know, carcasses and they they graze. But, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily advocate that's the, the most consistent or easiest way to feed dogs. I mean, there are definitely advocates for raw food diets. Uh, it's it's not easy to do it right. So I'd say the consistency, the reliability, and the nutrients balance that you're going to get with a commercial dog food is is by far um, much easier and recommended by more veterinarians. Okay. Hope that helps, Larry. 
You know, I got to tell you, I'm I'm one of those people that will spend a lot of money on my dog's food just because I I think it's important for me. But Judy, you had a cat lived to almost 17 years old on yeah, well, Friskies. He was almost 18, and he lived on Friskies. Yeah, I fed him both canned and right. dry food, and he lived for almost 18 years. I give him chicken, cooked chicken, and he seems to like it. Now uh, we go back to his dry dog food, and he is. Uh, Having a lot of problems right now. He doesn't want his dry dog food. He knows. What of course he doesn't. <laughs> Absolutely not, man. That's like pulling out the prime rib and then trying to go back to yeah. good old uh, hamburgers or sliders. I mean, there's there's no comparison. A dog's gonna definitely like to eat chicken, um, you know. And that's the ch- challenge. Once you start introducing that stuff, uh, they kind of get hooked. So yeah, yeah. you know, a, a good kind of way to cheat a dog that's kind of hooked on canned food or things that you've doctored into the diet. For me, I will do something just as simple as adding a little warm water to the kibble. Kind of a, lot, a lot of times that'll make a little gravy. Or you can take actually what I call hot dog water. Um, and you basically um, boil hot dogs and um, you take the, the water, not the hot dogs, but you take the water and you add that to the kibble and it helps to kind of flavor um, that, give a little bit of essence of uh, meatness to, to that. So sometimes that'll help kind of make that picky eater get back to the kibble. Well, listen, it was good talking to you guys. Uh, any more questions? I'll get back with you. Hey, thanks for listening, Larry. Toll free. It's 1-866-405-8405 for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani. We're all here for you. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by FlexRx. You know, as people get older and dogs get older, you have the same kind of problems like arthritis. And FlexRx doesn't just mask arthritis, it restores natural joint function. Check out FlexRx, available at Pet Supplies Plus. And head on over to the Animal Radio website and get a $10 off coupon right there at the website. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pleasure I present to you the dog father, Joey Volani. Hey, what's hey. going on? Hey, what's hey. going on? So anyway, as you know, I was in Canada not too long ago, and I made some new friends in Canada, so I'm getting some emails, and I figured I'd talk about this one over the air. Okay. Having a woman, um, and her name is um, Sarah McLaughlin, no um, relation. relation. to the musician. Okay. okay. Yeah, no relation. But anyway, she has long hair chihuahuas, and she's having a problem. The Uh-oh. ears on a long-haired chihuahua's ears are not growing. Now, anyone that has a long-haired chihuahua knows that, you know what, that's a big part of the dog's look. And she wants to know if there's anything that she can do, if anything at all. And believe it or not, um, I came across this problem, I'm going to say, 15 years ago. I knew a guy, and I've spoken about him before. He's probably knows more about dog coat and dog skin more than anyone I've ever met in my life, and that's all he could talk about. So he's a little bit, it's a little bit hard to hang out with him because you talk about dog's coat and skin the whole time, and it drives you a little crazy. Anyway, but what I did learn was this. In most cases, and I'm going to say in most cases because there could be a few underlining things, but this is where the groomer can help you, and if this doesn't help, then, then go to your veterinarian. But in most cases, it's a circulation problem. So what happens is, is the hair, I mean the skin, 
actually stays cold. And when the skin stays cold, it actually does not let the hair grow at the Ooh. rate that it should. Sometimes it'll stunt it completely. So what you got to do is you got to warm it up. Now, how are you going to do that? Well, it's real easy. Get yourself some Vaseline. Coat the ear in a thin layer of Vaseline. Now, believe it or not, what the Vaseline does is it actually will hold the heat down, hmm. and you'll get significant hair growth in a short amount of time. Really? Matter of fact, when we, I never thought it would work. When we did it to these, um, these dogs, and we had their school in Kentucky, we, we did it to these dogs, and um, within three weeks, they had significant hair growth that they weren't able to get before, and eventually, they had um, you know, full, full um, hair growth, because once the coat comes in, it should sustain it itself, um, but what happens is, is this just kept the skin warm, and it ended up growing coat. Wow. And um, it's funny because shortly after that, I learned that that's what people who work out outdoors, um, like um, and need like their hands, they can't work with in, with gloves. They do the same thing. They coat their hands in Vaseline so they can work and actually keeps their their skin warm. And you wouldn't think so, but it actually works. So will it grow hair on a bald man? If yeah, that's that's if I put a bunch of Vaseline spot? on top of my head. Will that yeah, it, it all depends on how cold and how cold he is. You it's know? really cold up there. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, it's freezing. Oh, it's cold. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Joey Volani bring you the best tips to keep your dog happy and healthy. And, and hairy. hairy. Yeah, because you know why? I gotta, we got to talk about hair growth here because that keeps me in business. You know, if these dogs aren't growing hair, I'm You're not working. Business. Yeah. <laughs> Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie, Alan Cable, uh, Joey Volani. Joey is still in the hospital in the ICU in Seattle, Swedish. Uh, sick. We don't know. Don't have any new details. If you are interested in that, please head on over to our Twitter feed. We're giving you whatever details we get. We'll post it right there on our Twitter feed. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Radio toll free at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Sing it, Aretha. <laughs> We're having too much fun in the studio today. We get a lot of books here, lots and lots of books. We have uh, a few that become doorstops. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I think you know me now by my transparency. I, I say it like it is. A lot of these books, uh, people will write about their dogs and think it's a Marley and me experience, and then they'll try uh -huh. to sell the books. So we get a lot of books, and if you were to walk through the studios, you'll see that the doors are being held open by some of these books. But there are some books that come across my desk, lots of them with pictures. I love pictures books. But when they have a title like this next <laughs> book, I don't even want to look inside the book. I just want to, I want to talk to this person immediately. <laughs> The book is called 39 Ways Not to Kill Your Best Friend, Tales of Caution for Dog Lovers. And the author, Dr. Judith Sampson French, is joining us. Doc, how are you doing? I am well, thank you. And I do hope my book doesn't become one of those door stoppers here. We just got the, the shipment in, and I'm going to take one of these. I'm going to take a look at it and read it from the front page to the back page. You, wow. You've had experience. Yeah, reading a whole book. I know. Everybody looked at me like, <laughs> wow, are you sure you're going to read a whole book, Hal? <laughs> Uh, uh, that's an endorsement. Thank you. <laughs> give me one or two of these ways that we should not kill our best friend. Oh, my God. There's so many ways not to kill our best friend through this book. And certainly you would be a better dog owner um, by looking at some of the ways that other people, unfortunately, have brought their dogs to an untimely death. 
Um, I mean, there's everything from what we've been feeding our dogs. I mean, there's a chapter on the kiss of death with the problem of salmonella that we have in, in oh, yeah. food. Chocolate. I mean, don't rush your dog to emergency if your dog has eaten white chocolate. It's much different than dark chocolate. I mean, Christmas is coming. We just finished Thanksgiving. There's chapter on gobble, gobble, all the turkey fat, which causes pancreatitis, yeah. turkey skin. Um, should we begin be giving bones for our dogs to chew? I mean, nobody in my vet hospital will give bones to their dogs to chew. We see enough of what's going on. Uh-huh. I mean, one of the sad reality we all have to deal with, and so much more, and especially with certain breeds like golden retrievers and boxers and Bernese Mountain Dogs, is the heartache of canine cancer. Yeah. You know, what are our options? And unfortunately, these options can be extremely expensive. In some cases, I mean, if you go for chemotherapy, it can, it can be eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000 to treat a dog. And should we go to those extents? I mean, are we providing dignity and painless death to our dogs if we choose to treat for certain cancers. Things like medical errors, I mean, we have to be honest, veterinarians are not all perfect as well, and medical errors can slip in there too. So just like in human medicine, people can kill their dogs and people in the professions can do it. So yeah, many ways. And probably my favorite chapter is probably the last one, and it's about um, liberty and the tale of the the dog factory dog here. I mean, puppy mill puppies. That is such an ongoing issue wherever we go, and it really summarizes how how a difficult early life that is so disrupted, for example, in puppy mills, where it's marked by poor socialization, and also mothers that live through a lot of stress, and they're weaned too early, how these dogs may look good early on, but by the time they're six months old, they're either mentally or physically not able to cope with life and mm-hmm. will cause a lot of heartaches for the owner. So how to maneuver through all of that? Yeah, I want to stop and make a make a note right now because it is just before Christmas. People are going out and they, they're getting animals, dogs, cats, all kinds of animals for their spouses, for their friends, for themselves. And many of them go to these breeders that get animals from puppy mills and they think, okay, I want this particular breed, that's why I'm going to a breeder. They have no concept that they can go to a rescue for that breed or that a mutt generally is a healthier animal all around, they don't realize the health implications of of going to a breeder. No, absolutely. And to me, the, the main tip is in this is if you do not see the mother and you do not see the litter mates, you should not be buying these puppies. And therefore, if you see the mother and the litter mates, you will see the environment in which the dog has been raised. If you do not see that, it's almost guaranteed you will make your veterinarian very, very wealthy. I mean, these are the dogs that we make so much money on. They have so many issues from separation anxiety to, I mean, I've got some even German shepherds with already massive hip dysplasia by six months of age, and they're already on painkillers. So absolutely stay away. If you don't see the mothers, you don't see the litter mates, you don't buy the dog in a parking lot when the breeder says, well, I'll meet you in a parking lot, you don't do any of that you'll be much happier and your vet will make a lot less money. You know, I got to ask, Doc, I mean, because some of the most bizarre things I've seen have been like dogs that suffocate getting into potato chip bags. Um, really? I mean, do you have do you have physical things that like pet owners have allowed their dogs to get into or to chew on that oh, have caused problems? Oh, absolutely. And here, because we're close to the Rocky Mountains and we have cougar predation, so we have a lot of cougars around, so people get big dogs and the Labrador Retrievers and the Golden Retrievers, oh my God, at this time of the year, they're eating the whole Christmas life. It's like the whole string of lights and and the, um, the wire, the cord itself. Uh, 
pop bottle when people open up a beer bottle and the top flips up in the air, the dog just gobbles it up. Poker chips, because mm. they have exactly, like you see, greasy fingers, you know, from eating chips and all of that. So people play with their poker chips, and then I think the grease and the salt is on the poker chips. Oh, wow. So we go remove those. Those are two to $4,000 every time we go open up. Bone chips get stuck a lot as well. I mean, we get bone chips, and then if they eat some grass that goes around the bone chips, those are also a couple thousand dollars surgery every time to remove. So, yes, a lot of obstruction, and especially in the dogs that are so food-motivated, like the retrievers. You're right, Debbie. Yeah, and for heaven's sakes, no bones. People call in every week, every day we hear calls. Mm-hmm. No bones. There is not any bones, chicken bones, cooked bones, uncooked bones that are good for your animal, your dog. Is that correct? Well, I have a lot of reservation. My dogs are certainly not getting bones because of what we see in practice so much. I think it goes also with the size of your dog. I mean, to give, I mean, the chicken bones, all the birds' bones are very splintery. So those, to me, is a no yeah. right from the beginning. What's the most bizarre story that we'll find in your book about a way a dog either died or just narrowly escaped death? Well, the one that had the most impact on me was probably Marshall. I was working as, emer- as an emergency vet, and this is someone trying to do good and did very bad. Uh, Marshall was a golden retriever, and riding in a Jeep, you know, in the summertime with the top off, and the lady, the owner, had put a leash to make sure that Marshall could not jump off the back of the Jeep. But he still did, and oh. the leash was too long. It would have been better if he hadn't been on the leash because he would have been to just jump off. Well, a lot of these things, you know, we don't intend harm on our animals. Don't think. It's all, always an and that's why your book is so awesome. 39 Ways Not to Kill Your Best Friend. The author, Dr. Judith Sampson French, is joining us. I have 10 copies to give away. I think it's an important book that you should have right now at one 405 8405 There you go. That's all we have for Animal Radio today. Remember to download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. You can listen to Animal Radio and all this craziness anytime you want. Plus, you can ask your questions directly from the app. Bye. I want to thank the Academy. This is... Animal Radio Network. Network.